0: It is Tuesday night, and we are live here at the LG Direct Sales Solution Studios in Tampa, Florida. And yes, the long-awaited time that we all been waiting for is to say that the Phillies are back in the World Series. And I've yet to let out my screen because over the weekend we're down in Sarasota, and as we were seated, as we were seated down at the Beardy Clam. The one thing that I said to my producer who's over in Studio B was that I wanted to let out a scream and I let out a small one and everybody that was sitting there at the bar was like, what just happened? So I'd explained to everybody that the Phillies were in the World Series for the first time since 09 when we went there and lost against the Yankees. But of course, in 08, everybody remembers here, 2008, the Phillies ended up winning it all and they became the hottest team right now in Major League Baseball. So yes, we know that the Astros are the ones going to be there once again to see if they can take it down to Phillies. But I think right now, the momentum carries with the Phillies. And if you guys have seen here in the early going, as far as the promotional videos, it doesn't get more exciting than this, folks. It's been a long time coming. We know everybody was celebrating out there in Philadelphia, out on Broad Street. Of course, I'm the only one celebrating down here on Broad Street South. And I actually went down to Broad Street in Brooksville, right across from Wawa. And the only one that was just flying around and and having fun with my own self for the most part. But we're gonna get into that. Obviously, the Eagles are coming back off the bye week as well. So we know they're gonna get back into action here this week. Sixers finally got their first win, but before that, just like the Philly Faithful, they were saying fire Doc Rivers. Not surprising whatsoever. So, with all that being said, we have hopefully joining us in a little bit as well. When I'm being Anthony Bleak from yours ours, and everyone's, the Charlotte Purple Jackets, along with the president of the Basketball League as I've been talking about him, as I've been doing interviews with the different teams, David Magley himself, Coach Mags, will be with us. And as I say, like I've been talking about the last couple weeks as well, don't forget, please, to like and subscribe to our YouTube page, listen to the audio download Therefore, you guys can keep up with the show and stay with the show, just like everyone else does from Italy to Spain, to Africa, to everywhere around the world, as we have gone not only national, but we've gone global, and we're pretty darn proud of that as well. So just hang on, everybody, as we're getting the show here started. The gang is all here. I can already see David here waiting in the green room, Sean, Fuji, and Dylan is pointing to his goofy hat. I don't know why. Don't mind Dylan tonight, because apparently he's somewhere else. But with that being said, we thank everybody for tuning in once again, episode 164. I'm Angel, and welcome to Broad Street South. Now, as always, it is the Godfather himself that comes from the stadium. And believe it or not, they had to kick him out of Citizens Bank Park because he's been sitting there all weekend long with us here on the other side, it is a godfather, Mike Fuji. Fuji, what's up? World
1: Series 2022. Bring on those Houston Astros. Kicking it off Friday night. Down in Houston, the first two, I'll be at game three. Come next Monday night. Halloween, Angel, how are you? The city's rocking. The whole, the whole Philadelphia area is rocking. Philly's
0: nation's rocking. How the hell are you? Listen, I I, I probably need to get back from the microphone just a little bit. So I don't blow everybody's ears out here, but Fuji, it's been a long time. It's been a long time. And Lord knows that we've been waiting for this forever. It is time to get down in the World Series. It's time to get dirty. I'm so happy that we're able to close things down in Philly. Boy, I cannot get more excited than what I am right now because Lord knows it has been forever. It's been forever, and I can't wait for this series to start. I know that we saw Sean, and and unfortunately David go away, but hopefully they'll come back here soon. But, Fuji, it is exciting to be a Philly fan. It is beyond exciting to be a Philly fan. Wow,
1: it's phenomenal right now. 11 years ago already, last time I was working down Citizens Bank Park, Left five years ago was a part of that 08, 09, 10, 11 run. Ever since 11 years later, Bryce Harper, the MVP, bringing it, stepping up to the, the leader that he is in clutch time, putting the Phillies into the World Series, bringing it home. Let's It doesn't get any better than this. The bird's coming off the bye. And the phenomenal thing is I will be in Houston next week with Philly sports trips. Vince Rizzuto, the Philly sports guy, supporting Philly against those Astros when game five is next Wednesday. So we're kicking it off. We're kicking it live. Philly-Houston, the rivalry begins. We're taking it back to 1980 when the Phillies took the Astros in five games and they went on to beat the Kansas City Royals in six games.
0: Yes, indeed.
1: So it doesn't get any better than this.
0: No, it doesn't. And along with that, other than – well, it does get better as long as Dylan starts wearing the correct hat. But don't mind that Toronto Blue Jays that he <laughs> has on there. But regardless, we have on our Tampa correspondent here, Dylan Spaulding, and our sports contributor, Sean Kerrang. Gentlemen, how are you this evening?
2: Sean, how reference. are you? Sorry. I'm good. Oh, uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, boys. You know, Phillies are back in the playoffs – or not back in the playoffs, World Series. Let's go. Uh, you got the Philly. Listen, I have a contract I got to, you know, I got to
0: uh, adhere to if you. And once again, that's how you lose that one there by his contract. And don't forget Tony Bruno, the man himself, the legendary broadcaster is here with us this evening. And you guys want to know exactly where he is. You can tune in to the no filter network into the night with Tony B Friday nights at 7 PM on the no filter network. And Tony is on the line with us because you know, you have sometimes technical difficulties, but Tony, thank you for joining the show. We appreciate it. And uh, by the way, how are things in
3: your neck of the woods? Well, things, things are getting better every day. Uh, obviously, here in Cape Coral, we got hammered pretty badly. We didn't have power for nine days. They got that back on. You know, we didn't have water for nine days, and they got that back on. So we had to fill up the bathtub and do all that other stuff. And then we didn't have uh, internet or cable. And that's only been resolved in the last few days. And unfortunately for Comcast down here, you know, when they got they got our neighborhood up, because I live on a main road, But then around the neighborhoods where they don't have lines up, whenever they're helping those other people get their service, they cut ours off. So I was watching the Phillies game the other day. And just as Reese Hopkins was up and he and the swings at the pitch, it froze. And I see the outfield wall. And I assumed it was a home run, but it froze at the absolute most (laughs) inopportune time. And I'm screaming at my TV and I'm going crazy. And then by the time it came back on and rebooted and the whole thing, it was two to one. So he made it two nothing. And then the Astros had already come up and and batted and hit a home run to make it two to one. So there's nothing worse about, you know, losing your cable or having a frozen TV set than when you're watching a sporting event live, man, it doesn't get any more outrageous than that. But the Phillies won. We're all happy. And uh, I was hoping to be on the video link here tonight, but unfortunately it's the internet's just not stable enough.
0: Well, maybe if we do it about one o'clock in the morning, you know, who knows, Tony, maybe we'll get it back then. You know, we'll go into the night literally at, at two o'clock in the morning. But uh, listen, nonetheless, thank you again for for joining us and uh, with us as well as David Magley. If, uh, if you remember, Tony, he once played for the Cleveland Cavaliers and now he is the president of the Basketball League. Also a fan as well, just like the rest of us. And uh, David, thanks for well. And he, we just lost him. There he goes. He comes. He's back again. David, thank you for joining us as well. We really do appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having
4: me on, guys. It, it, uh, Mike was so uh, that my my phone overheated and literally <laughs> <laughs> it, it sat down because it was so hot. So uh, this dude is on fire. It sat down my It's unbelievable.
0: He always is. That's just
1: myself here in Philly.
0: He always is. But listen, Tony, and and you're talking about Reese Hoskins, obviously, and and it's a shame because that's you know, we've seen commercials where it'll do that, where all of a sudden it'll just end up freezing up and and you hope it doesn't at at the most routine moment. But the more important one was the Bryce Harper, that two run shot, obviously in the bottom of the eighth, did it freeze up on you or were you able to see the whole entire thing?
3: No, that that part was on, thankfully, and I got to see the end of the game. It only froze like twice during the game. So, of course, I'm sitting there waiting, hoping that it doesn't do it again. And luckily, after the second time, uh, I got to watch everything until the Sunday. So I watched it all the way through, and then the Sunday night game came on, and I didn't care at that point, you know, because I just wanted to see the Phillies get into the World Series, and they did. And, you know, we're talking about a long time ago. I remember, you know, I go back to 1964. That's how old I am, when the Phillies choked away the pennant in the last weekend. And so, uh, you know, the long suffering Philly fans from the sixties, the seventies, when they had that great team with Boa Luzinski, Schmidt, you know, and they were going to national league championship series year after year, but they were up against the big red machine and the Dodgers back in those days. And so the Phillies just couldn't quite crack the world series thing until they brought Pete Rose in in 1980. And that's why that 1980 world series was so special because nobody living had ever seen the Phillies win any kind of championship, unlike the Eagles, who at least won the NFL in '60. You know, the Super Bowl was super spectacular, and the Phillies had a couple of cracks at it before they finally won. But then you go to 1993, the next time the Phillies had a, a ragtag bunch of guys who were just fun to watch. You know, the 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 the, the crazy, the Lenny Dykstra's and the John Crux and. You know, Darren Dutch Dalton. I mean, that was a fun team to watch too. And they scrapped and they clawed. And they got to the World Series. And then of course Joe Carter at the very end, you know, spoiled the party for Philadelphia. But everybody still loves that ninety-three team because they were the they were the meat and potatoes, grinded out kind of guys. So nobody really, you know, Mitch Williams took a lot of crap for a couple of years, but everybody realized that, you know, Mitch wasn't trying to You know, trying to give up a home run to joe carter joe carter got a big ball to hit and he hit it out of the ballpark but this team guys as we fast forward after the 08 championship which we saw and then the phillies had to come back and play they finished the game after i was in las vegas for that with my son and they had the rain out and then we had to come back the next night so we were ready to party and then all of a sudden the rain out happens and then we come back the next night to finish the game. So that was one of those. All right, let me let me let me see a World Series win. Okay, <laughs> we had to go all we, to, we went from you know we had to go from 1980 Earth. to 2008, and then we finally got the second one. And '93 was close, mm-hmm. and now this one. And this one, even though this team has a tremendously high payroll, let's be honest, nobody thought the Phillies were going to go to the World Series, especially you know with the Braves in the division. The Mets did a lot of good things. So this ride. And this team has really, really captivated the city. And I say this without getting political. Thank God for the Phillies, because the Phillies getting into the World Series united the city. I mean, you know, everybody's talking about how bad things are in the city and the crime. The one thing about sports guys that absolutely galvanizes the city is everybody gets behind the team and forgets about all the political bullshit when a team gets everybody together as one.
0: No, it's true. The
3: Flyers. Sports makes everybody happy right. and makes everybody realize, you know, that this is what this is what life and fun is all about, man. Having somebody represent you and your city and doing us proud.
1: You're absolutely right, right because it it's people together,
3: Tony. Absolutely,
1: absolutely.
0: And there's nothing better than obviously from what we see from the Eagles, especially from the Phillies. because It's been so long. And and I said, as I mentioned last week on the show as well, Tony, is that I, I didn't pick the Phillies to win a division just because the way the bullpen was. Not saying obviously we have a solid bullpen, but we've been scratching, clawing, you name it, in order to be able to win the series. Obviously we saw when hand came in, Lord knows I, I wanted to throw a rock at the TV because I couldn't believe that's what Rob Thompson did. But, you know, he, he told him hang in there. That's exactly what he did. Then you have Dominguez, Sir Anthony. He came in, lights out the night before. Then the next day, he basically gives up two wild pitches to bring in the run. So it's like you're rooting for one, and you're saying, man, what's wrong with this guy? Then you say the polar opposite the next day. But in the end, thankfully, the bullpen that was there was able to save things. And thanks for Suarez because, man, you're talking about a nail-biter. From I, I, It's a miracle you didn't hear me from Sarasota because I'm telling you that I had a everything that I had (laughs) nails fingers toes the whole nine yards in in order to save this but I'm so excited for the Phillies Rob Thompson is first of all a complete class act the guy from thanking the fans to the players to the wives to the people who work for the Phillies organization you talk about class it's the same way and and David knows this because I put out all the time on tweets you, you compare the Phillies to the TBL. The TBL does everything, the Professional Basketball League. The Basketball League does everything with class. And for people who believe in, in the Basketball League, and they see what's going on with these teams, adding additional teams, what they do in the community, the involvement that they have. David himself, who travels everywhere, which I told him just before the show started, probably has 40,000 miles on his feet alone. Forget the airline miles. He's probably got 40, 000 feet on uh, 40,000 uh, miles on his feet, but it's You put those two classes together, it's it's a complete class act. So I, I'm super excited for what's going to happen here. We know that we're still waiting to see exactly who's going to be named for uh, starting pitcher for both the Astros mm-hmm. and the Phillies, but I, I can't wait to see what's going to happen. So, Fuji, uh, I leave it up to you, sir.
1: As of right now, I heard Aaron probably against Justin Verlander. Sounds like Topper's going to go at Aaron Ola from what yeah. the reports are coming out of Philly today. Yeah. I don't know if you can
0: clarify that or not, Sean. Don't. Yeah,
2: it's go Aaron yeah. Nola was on for uh, game one. Yeah, and the last time Aaron Nola pitched in Houston, he pitched a very good game in Houston, and Houston's that's not when an easy place. Clinched. Yeah, it's when they clinched exactly. So, you know, if Aaron Nola, you know, comes out the same way he did that game when they clinched. I mean, you know, that's a big win, they need to win in Houston. Houston's not an easy place to play during the playoffs, so they need a big win in Houston. You know, to definitely, you know, propel them, especially when they get more. home, because we know what they could do at
0: home. I, I want to show one thing here before I get Tony back on uh, with us here as well. But for for those who missed this and if you missed it, I don't know exactly where you were. Maybe you were busy doing stuff. I don't know. Something could have happened. But for those who missed this, and I'm pretty sure Fuji's probably getting more fired up for this one, because Bryce Harper right now, the mv 3 in this city was ridiculous what he did the other night. So here's a video and a recap of what Bryce Harper did in order to carry this team into the World Series.
1: Two balls, two strikes to Bryce Harper.
3: Suarez delivers. Swing and a drive, left field. It's deep, it's going, and it is gone! Yes. Yes! Bedlam at the bank as Bryce Harper has put the Phillies on top.
1: Are you kidding me? Oh, his 10th career home run of the postseason.
4: And he may never hit a bigger one. Oh. Wow. Wow. Four
1: to three, Phillies in the bottom of the eighth inning. It's crazy.
0: Crazy. i have hearing that as well, and obviously Bryce Harper taking that one out of the ballpark. Out of, out of all the games, out of, out of everything you've done in your career, Tony, would this be, I, I would say, at least one of those top ten moments in Philly history?
3: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've had... The thing about Philly, as you guys know, and me being a guy who was born and raised there and spent most of my life there up until this year, it's it's that we Bryce Harper is a superstar. Everybody knew it. People, you know, when he was with the Nationals, fans used to get on him because they wanted to have him here. We always love the guys on the other teams, and we like to call them overrated. When Bryce Harper came here, you know, when he signed that deal, people were hoping he would be the face of the franchise and it took a few years. I mean, this team was not good. They didn't have a lot of stuff around them. And so it took a while to build this. And then the Phillies, which has been a bad organization. And as far as, you know, play, hiring players and making trades and getting guys up, you know, the the Sixers went through this, the Flyers went through this, you know, the Phillies went through this, the Eagles went through it. And now the Eagles seem to have made all the right moves in the off season. And then this team with the ownership group and Dave Dombrowski, veteran guy who's been done it before they put the right pieces together you know the trades at the deadline picking up three guys from the angels you know everything that they did worked out because as you mentioned this team was a mess their bullpen was a joke they were the worst bullpen and in- so you used to be afraid when they, when somebody came out of the pet but something gelled and, and this is on teams where everybody believes because the, the superstar leads the way when the superstar is out there showing everybody I'm gonna I'm gonna take this team and you're all gonna follow me. It's 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 something that just resonates through the clubhouse. The manager, they loved him. I mean, just think, Joe Girardi was a. Everybody wanted Joe Girardi, right? When the Phillies made a decision, right? And Joe Girardi came in there. He was a good manager, but there was something missing, and you saw it at the beginning of the year. They weren't listening to him. He wasn't making adjustments. He was doing all kinds of crazy shit, and then all of a sudden they make the move in June, and boom, things started clicking. So that's what it takes to win a championship. And I don't know if it's serious because Houston despite all the talk about yeah they were banging on garbage cans. Yeah. organization in baseball. I mean, you don't you don't lose the kinds of players they do, trade guys, give up on guys, move on and still maintain excellence year after year after year. So anybody yeah. who's still doing about the the banging on the trash cans and the secret signals and stuff, these guys are these guys are a great team. And so if the Phillies find a way to beat them, this will be probably maybe at least top three of the greatest sports championships in Philadelphia history.
0: I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. Fuji? Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, no Dale!
1: I mean, it's like David slang Goliath. Goli-
0: mm-hmm. that is, that's for sure. Yep. You know, listen, it, it's To me, I, I can't. We go. I mean, again, going back to 1980, going back to 2008. It's almost a, the combination of those two. Even even if you had, I guess, '93, it's it's probably the best feeling that it's been for a while. And and Tony, you said it completely right. It has united the city because Lord knows with everything that's going on right now, this actually distracts you from just even if it's for five minutes, just to see how everyone in Philadelphia has been, how they've interacted with each other. We know it when the Eagles won the Super Bowl. I saw you know I was still back home when that happened it's it's almost like New York. New York, a lot of times you'll see it where people just don't say hi to each other just because it is. Yeah, Everybody's just flying around, doing their thing and everything else. When I moved down here to Florida, it's, of course you get a lot more highs and how are you and how's your day going because it's a lot slower. People are, you know, you're friendlier. Everybody's kind of getting away from that hustle bustle up in the Northeast. But... You take this team right now, and what they're doing for this city, and fueling for you know, because let's not forget the Eagles right now. Yes, they're undefeated at the moment because they're coming off their bye. They only have another game coming up this week. But you look at the Flyers. Flyers are trying to get things turned around uh, as well with John T. They're they're trying to figure out exactly what they're going to end up doing. The Sixers, Doc Rivers, we know that you know he's got he's trying to work with the bench with what he has. There's not much coming off the bench again this year. But the Phillies are doing things that we. I mean, I, I would have never – someone would have told me back in, at the All-Star break that the Phillies are going to be in the World Series. I still honestly would have doubts because you just didn't expect it with this bullpen. So I guess now the million-dollar question is, Tony, which, you know, it, again, because they haven't started the World Series, come next year, when we've heard David talking about as far as spending stupid money with the organization and what they want to do, now you're lo- you're talking about looking for your bullpen. Are the Phillies now going to either a see what's out there, obviously in, in in the in the market as far as free agency, or do they try and do basically what the Rays have been doing for years, going with the what's coming out of the draft and in the minors to kind of rebuild his bullpen?
3: Well, you look at the Phillies draft picks. I mean, let's be honest, Mickey Moniak. Just go down the list of young guys that they drafted yep. high. I mean, Alec Baum is obviously developing, but look at Moniak and look at look at all the guys that they tried and drafted high and it failed. And then you got, you know, Alec Bowman. took him a couple of years. Now he's starting to play well. Now you got, you know, you got a situation. Uh, stopped. I mean, Bryce, of stock. This guy came out of nowhere, right? And now he's a starter. This is a guy who, you know, you Scott Kingery. Go through the list of names of names of all these guys that they thought was going to be the next third baseman or the next shortstop or the next second baseman. And they got guys that just fell into their laps that they drafted that didn't have the big hoopla, other than Bohm, because he was a top five pick. And those are the guys who come through and they get a chance and then they perform. So that's what's amazing about this current Phillies team, because they've been bad long enough that they should have piled up draft picks like the Atlanta Braves did. And then those draft picks started hitting. Finally, the Phillies had a couple of players who hit this year in in obviously Alec Boehm. And, you know, and people were down on Reese Hoskins when he started off great and then slowed down a little bit. But then all of a sudden, boom, here he is with with all these great players around him, and he's feeding off the energy of, of the Harpers and all these other guys and the Schwarbers. I mean, a lot of people were down on Schwarber because his average was bad. Right. But this guy, this guy has been money in the postseason. This is a professional hitter. Reese Hoskins, as you saw. I mean, who who is more impressive? I mean, we knew Schwarber was gonna hit home runs. We knew Bryce Harper. Did you, who who was more impressive than Reese Hoskins coming up in the clutch in this series after making a couple of mistakes earlier?
0: Right. man it's right. absolutely true and we saw i mean again because we know how philly we know how this city is they love you or hate you one and the two but they're gonna they're gonna do it because they're trying to bring the, the best mm-hmm. out of you we all know this as as philly fans mm-hmm. we know this we've seen guys who've come whether it be in the phillies whether it be in the flyers sixers or the eagles have gone west anywhere but philly and won a championship so you're right because the, the hardest team right now obviously other than Bryce Harper, you got Reese Hoskins who had stepped up, you know, and and he, he had doubts throughout the year, just like you said, you know, we didn't know exactly what Alec Bowman was going to end up doing, although they asked him the other day, you know, how's he feel now? He says he loves the city, which at one point, of course, because out of frustration he said he hated his place, but didn't mean it as he, he had talked about it. So for this turnaround and the way this thing, this team has handled themselves, I, I just, I can't wait for, for things to happen the way they are. And then coincidentally during the schedule as well, In between game two and game three, you have the Eagles game. So you don't even have to miss out on the Phillies. Then you got games four and five. And before, you know, as they're hopefully, if, you know, if they go game, if they go six games, they'll be back in Houston. Could the Eagles take care of the Texans that Thursday? And then you turn around and look, basically, that Friday, the Phillies would take care of business unless they end up sweeping. So it's just the way this whole schedule, the way everything fell into place right now, it is just the momentum for the so momentum for the rest of these teams to be able to get to where they need to, to be. So I, not, I lost something here, Tony.
3: You're still no, there? I'm here. I okay. just heard you twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. yeah, I heard all myself Maya. twice. The well.
0: angel, <laughs> but <laughs> it does. It happens. Fuji. I don't know if you have any follow up questions, sir. Well, I mean,
1: just. Just to piggyback off what Tony said, you know, Bryson Stott, Alec Boehm. Let's not forget Aaron Ola, homegrown pitcher. You know, he yeah, Aaron that had some issues the last yeah. couple of years, and you know, the guy's yeah. been lights out. Went through September, October, answered the bell, and now, you know, Topper's giving him the nod come Friday night. You know, Wheeler was the number was the ace all year, and now you're going to the the homegrown talent to
3: start Game One. So that speaks volumes. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, this is special. You know, And whenever whenever anybody's team gets into the postseason, you know, like look at the Yankees, for example. You know, the the Yankees have to win every year. And they haven't won since 2009, a year after the Phillies did. And they've only won two world championships 2000. And so the Yankees and their fans, they expect to win every single year. And then this year, especially with a great season they had, they got out of the gate. They looked like they weren't going to lose a game. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get into the postseason and you can see their, their starting pitching wasn't as great as they thought it would be. They had some guys hurt, certainly. But, but their main players, the Aaron Judges and those guys, you know, they came up small in the postseason. And that's why Yankee fans, but the Yankee fans know that they need to get Aaron Judge back because he's a free agent. So when you're in New York, you've got to overpay guys. You can't lose an Aaron Judge because New York's not supposed to lose star players. People want to go there. And so the the pressure on the Yankees and now even the Mets who put something together and had a special run this year. Even they're under pressure now because the Phillies, the third place team with 87 wins, basically is now the best team in the National League. So that's that's what that's what makes sports great. You can put it down on paper and predict stuff and say, yeah, how many people predicted the Patriots and the and the um, and not the Patriots, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? And the Green Bay Packers to be great again this year, right? And now look at them. They're both absolute disaster areas. Right. Now you, now, listen,
0: Tony, you bring up a great point there because Tom Brady, which I listen, I, I don't know how in the world he gets away with it because you gotta look at it. First of all, he said during the preseason <clears throat> that he had something to do with his family, so he took two weeks off. Then when the regular season came around, again, he has something to do. Supposedly he was supposed to go to Jamaica with his family. And then there was no pictures, no anything else. So if you're going to Jamaica or you're going somewhere, you know, usually there's pictures, there's videos, You know, it's with the kids. And, and now we hear rumors because no one's been able to, to solidify whether he's getting divorced or not. And, you know, and that's a, a private affair between him and his wife and the family. But Tom Brady, and, and, and Tony, I don't know if you agree or not. When, when you come down to Tampa and you're able to win that seventh ring and, and whether people say, well, at least he didn't cheat, you know, it, it wasn't with the Patriots, whatever the case would be, it comes to Tampa, he's able to win not only with the Bucs, but also the only team so far in the NFL that's ever won it at home during the Super Bowl era. Call me crazy, but shouldn't he have just walked away from the game then?
3: Well, he did. Remember, he retired for a couple of days and everybody was saying, oh, you know, great. And Greg Gronk retires. Gronk stayed. Re- Listen, I don't tell athletes what to do. I mean, you know, if Brady wants to keep playing, but you can see what's going on when you don't have the when you don't have the pieces around you. And Brady, you know, has had a lot of injuries. and that, But then he's got Mike Evans out there dropping a touchdown. Right. So that's the that's the point about when you have superstars and they're all playing on a high level, you know, then one guy at a high level, Mike Evans, a Hall of Famer you know, drops a wide open touchdown pass that has, that has a, a, an effect of absolutely, you know, it, it trickles down to the rest of the team. Everybody's wondering, looking at each other, Hey, why are you doing this? You know, that's, that's what's going on with Tampa. The same thing with the Packers, they lose Devonte Adams. And then the other guys, the young guys have to step up. And then there's just not that cohesion on either the Packers or on the Buccaneers right now. And, and they're digging themselves a hole. And, you know, look at the NFC East, I mean, Washington won a game. They're just one game under 500. You got the Cowboys are six, what five and one. Uh, obviously, the, the the New York Giants are a force to be reckoned with. So this, you know, this this NFC East, and we kick it to football for a minute. This is going to be one of the, this is going to be a hard division. The Eagles are looking good now, but there's a lot of football to play. So I think the Eagles have a tough road ahead of them. You know, I mean, everybody wants right. them to win every week, and it's hard to do that. But now. It's going to be a, an interesting division. But that, that's where the good teams rise to the top. And the Eagles have the Eagles have everything they need right now. The only thing I see as a problem is the special teams. I mean, they got to—they got to tighten up on the special teams. All
0: right. Yeah. I 100% agree. In case anyone's tuning in right now, we have Tony Bruno on the line with us here. Uh, of course, from No Filter Network, in case you guys want to know exactly where he is, Tony's not gone. He's on the No Filter Network Friday night's tonight with tony b at 7 p.m and and i tuned in last week it was uh, listen mike the Dunkin' dad did a fantastic job filling in for miss robin and i saw obviously miss robin uh that she was uh out in denmark if i remember correctly and, and and a tremendous job by Duncan dad to go in and fill in the big shoes for miss robin and by the way uh how is miss robin doing i know she had to go away for for family matters but how's she doing tony
3: She's doing great. She's actually in the Netherlands. That's where she grew up. And it was her grandmother's 90th birthday. So her mom and dad uh, said, hey, we want you to come. Your grandma, who she hasn't seen in 18 years, they want to. And she hadn't been back to Holland in 18 years. So oh, wow. they planned this trip earlier in the year and uh, they took her with her. So she's been there uh, now with WhatsApp, which is a great app, not WhatsApp. That's different. Than WhatsApp. <laughs> Everybody's using this WhatsApp now. WhatsApp, and it's, it's phenomenal, man. You get a great, even with my crappy internet here, I still get a crystal clear. She's sitting in in, in Holland, and six hours later, and the picture and the audio quality has been great. Whenever I have, uh, <laughs> whenever I have, uh, you know, a decent enough internet, so right. she'll be back uh, Thursday night. She'll be back into the night on Friday night. But I'm glad to see she's back with her family and having a good time and. I told her to bring back some red light district action, bring me back some weed, <laughs> bring back some wooden <laughs> shoes and bring me back a couple of hot chicks sitting in the window.
0: Yeah. Well, well, we'll see what ends up happening there, but uh, hopefully uh, hopefully not the, not the case But she travels back safely. But uh, on with us as well, as I said earlier, it, uh, David Magley with us, the president of the Basketball League. And uh, David, I know you've known Tony as like the rest of us as far as fans for years. Uh, we all know that, that Tony's probably one of the most vocal broadcasters that are out there a, a great color commentator obviously tony's done a lot with, with not only and and this is where i want people to understand this even though tony says what's on his mind but don't forget that tony has also done a lot for the community where he lived in philly and you guys don't because he was down to fairly for, like, for many, many years. And so when, when sometimes when people say, well, Tony's outrageous or Tony does this, and I don't have to defend Tony because he can do it himself. But I'm just letting everybody know they tend to forget that, yes, there is a funny humorous side of Tony, but also the community side of Tony as well, because the man has a huge heart. No matter what has ever happened, he's always had a big heart. And that's the one thing I've always appreciated about Tony. Knowing him for the many years that, that, I, that I've known him, that I've been able to talk to him for the many times he's come back on the show with us. and And it's always... Fun that have you on Tony, but David, I'm, I'm not too sure if you do have a question nope. out for. Well, wait a minute, maybe he'll. There he goes. He comes. He came back. David, I'm not too sure if you have a, have a, a a question out for uh for Mr. Tony Bruno.
4: No, you know what? It's just it's great to listen to all of your passion, for the Phillies and, and for Philadelphia specifically. You're know, listen to Tony go back to the seas and and detailing of that, you know, being a, being a Cubs fan all of ours ended in, in, in <laughs> disaster, but we all remember the, 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 the miraculous mess when the Cubs fell apart and the passion. And he made a great statement about, about this is what community about is, is, is the passion around their place and sport and their, their wins and their losses. And they take great pride in that. And, you know, I think as a league, we're, we really are looking at, at something that's unique because we're in small to medium markets around North America. And we see that passion. It's not in Philadelphia, but it's in Kokomo. I mean, you'll be at in Kokomo, Indiana, and somebody will tear up because they can't believe that they've got Cliff Livingston coaching their team. And they've got guys that are running around dunking in front of a couple thousand fans in a sweaty gym in June. And they're going, wow, this is just, I can't believe this is in Kokomo. And even yeah. though it's, a much smaller microcosm, what you see is they start game with the 1961 state champ when Jimmy rail and they name a boulevard after the freaking guy because he made one jump shot. It's (laughs) just unbelievable how how passionate these teams are and the fans are in these communities. And it just, it does my heart good to see you all just going at it about how excited you are, at least because I think That's what sports about and fortunate to be in that and getting paid to be a part of it. It's pretty cool.
0: Thank you, David. And listen, first of all, let me, let me just say we're being involved for the basketball league. It's been, you you talk about community and and Tony, at one point, maybe hopefully you can, you can come up here for the weekend and well, no, you know what? Let's scratch that. Unless we go to Orlando because I forgot the Titans are completely out of it, but nevertheless, I'll end up getting you to to a basketball game there, Tony. You, You can see what, what this league is all about. The one thing that I will say about the basketball league, and I've said it earlier, if you guys just watch on social media, the community involvement, just like David said, they're heavily involved in the community and and, and every team you look at Owensboro, Owensboro thoroughbreds. I just talked to Mark, mm-hmm. uh, Mark Anderson. That's a long ago. Same thing. They are heavily, heavily involved. The Cincinnati Warriors are trying to come on and they said that they want basically like a drive-in type theater uh, videos so they can, they can bring the entire team on all at once. But the, the involvement these guys have in the community, you're absolutely right, David, because it, it's a passion. The, the basketball league is, is much different than obviously the other three-letter team that's out there, the other three-letter uh, league that's out there as well. But it's just how you and Evelyn come down to the different games and, and understand this isn't your billion dollar industry or anything else like that. These are teams who are trying to make it and devote their time and their passion as much as Evelyn and David do to get these teams together, to go from five teams to 50 teams in five years, to be able to bring that excitement. When I was with the Tampa Bay Titans last year, along with Dylan, we had, we enjoyed it so much because it, it, you can have, One night you can have, let's say, 10 fans, but those 10 fans can duplicate and triplicate, go from 10 to 100 to 1,000, just because of the energy they end up bringing. So the basketball league, and I I put a tweet out there as well, that it's more than just basketball, because if you look at what these guys end up doing as they go into the NBA league, a couple guys got drafted this year to the NBA league. You also have people who may have tickets to a show and tell someone else, hey, you want to go to that show? I have those tickets for you. This is more than just basketball. The basketball league is more than basketball. So for those who, again, say that, oh, maybe the league wasn't for me, or maybe the league isn't this, you need to see a little more than just what's on top of the surface. Look what's below the surface. Because if if I believe in this league – And I see what they're doing, and I see where they're going. I hope that everyone that's within the league right now continues to come back and then figure out what to do next to make the lily, the chase for the lily, even better. And and to me, it's just it's pure excitement when you see these teams. You can buy your hundred dollar, your five hundred dollar ticket for the NBA. Purchase that ten dollar ticket from your local community teams and watch how much further that $10 will go than that billion dollar ticket that you end up buying from the other level. So David, I, I want to thank you and, and Evelyn for the work that you guys do, because obviously it, it's a lot of fun to see this league grow. It's a lot of fun to talk to these teams and, and see what they're all about and talk about what they want to do, their, or their expectations, their aspirations. There's so many things that everybody wants to do within this league. And, and I just hope – even though we know that you guys want these players to move up to the next level, but some of these players I'm dying to see to come back because some of their games are just beyond ridiculous. So thank you for what you guys do.
4: First of all, you, you, you and Dylan do an amazing job of the games. And so we're blessed to have a lot of great announcers like you. And, you know, if, if we do this right, then we help you all get better opportunities. We help, we have dancers that are dancing on NBA floors this year. We have coaches that are in G League coaching situations are some have made it all the way to the NBA assistant coaching level. Guys are playing around the world, Indy Waters is playing with the with the <sighs> Oklahoma City Thunder. And you know, there's just a lot of great story, and there's so much talent and, and what we are is an extra league. But to what Tony was to go back to what Tony Bruno talking about these these players and and, and their impact. Imagine when one of our six nine guys was a blonde full hawk walks into Jamestown, New York, and, 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 a, and a kid looks up and they go, well, this, this exact thing happened. One of our players, one of our, 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 our team got a call from a, from a supporter saying, there's a, there's a kid at school, he, we're losing him. I can tell we're losing him. He's 12 years old, 13 years old. He won't eat with his classmates. His father just went to jail. His mother's not around. He's just depressed. But he loves the jackals. Can we do something? They said, sure, we're having a team dinner tonight. Bring him out. They brought him out. The guys treated him like he was the most important thing. The next day at school, he's telling everybody, I met the Jackals. I was with the Jackals. His favorite 6'9 kid from the Congo walks in with a blonde hawk. The freaking kid loses his mind. Daniel, Daniel. He runs up to him, high fives him, hugs him, sits with him at lunch. It changes the trajectory of that young man's life just because he needed some affirmation. That was one moment the celebrity could do something so much better than making a million dollars or being a fan or signing a shoe. Just taking the time to know that kid, and that's the granular level we can be on that you can't be. These, these NFL, NBA, MLB guys, they can't get to that level. They've got security running in front of them. But for our guys, we demand that they're on the floor 30 minutes after the game Hugging, hugging, shaking, and kissing babies because a it's good for our brand, but b we have power that teachers and coaches and, and even parents don't have sometimes because we all know kids turn us out at a certain point, but they still look up to their yep. heroes. And if our heroes do the right thing, we we, we, we change some dynamics, and that's what we're, we try to be. Getting two three thousand fans a game, it's growing. We're going to get there with our with our situation in the in the NBL Canada and the our teams in Canada, I just got off the phone with a team in Jamaica and a group in Mexico. It will be a North American league that will be three times the size of the NBA footprint. It will never compete with the NBA because we can't afford that, nor do we want to. We want to build a brand that's a wonderful showcase league for everybody involved. They get some and then the next guy come in, next man up, and they're just limitless resources for us to go from.
0: Well, no. And, and listen, we, again, we've seen, we've seen a lot of things happen. We continue to see things happen. Uh, I can't wait to what's going to happen in 23 campaign, because it seems like every single team is stepping up and, and Dylan, you know, this as well. It's, yeah. we've you know, we've talked to Wenatchee, you know, we've talked to a couple teams here and, and we've had fun with them to, to see what they're doing. I wish Anthony was able to join us tonight, but I know he probably had a, a, a sensitive issue he had to deal with, but, you know, it's, it's exciting. It, it's really exciting. And speaking of Dylan there, Tony, and I know Sean had a question as well. Hopefully Sean will end up popping back in here, but for Tony, Dylan had a question and, and let me remind you, Dylan is 16 years old. He still drinks his Ovaltine, oh my gosh. but he was, he had, <laughs> he had a question for you as far as, uh, uh, what, what can he do for his next level? But Dylan, I, I will let you ask the question, sir
2: angel thank you uh tony uh don't listen to angel i am 20 years old but he likes to he likes to you know add a few extra you know less years <laughs> on me so it's all good in that end but uh tony you know obviously being a you know wanting to become a get into the sports broadcasting industry wanting to get into radio podcast wherever it may be you know there's a lot that you have to learn and a lot that you have to grow on uh, i think my big question is you know obviously with a guy that in your in your stature who's had so much time in this industry. What are What's just some advice you would give to somebody who's getting into the industry, who's wanting to jump into it, especially at my age where I'm 20 years old, just kind of doing some, you know, stuff and, and really getting my feet feet wet, if you will, in this industry.
3: Well, you know, I tell the same thing to everybody. Cause people say to me, i broadcasters say, Hey, you know what, how do I become like Tony Bruno? And I said, you don't, you don't become me, you become you. And I have a lot of friends now. And with the good thing with, with podcasting and internet, you know, for example, a no filter network, anybody can do a show on no filter. You know, they came after a few people like me and, you know, and uh, and and guys who were canceled in regular radio. Uh, and so they said, hey, you know what? We're going to put together a network. And they've got some funding out there in the, in the San Francisco Bay Area with some big money guys. And they hired Jeremy Roenick and they hired Eric Burns, who's part of the operation. And they got a whole bunch of people who obviously have names and have an audience that they can attract to this, to this format. But the good yeah. thing about places like this, and they're growing, is that you can do you can do your own show there and start out there. You're not going to have a big audience. It's like the basketball league. You're not going to have a million people listening to you. You may have 10 people listening to you. But when you have something to say, and you thing and you're confident enough to speak, whatever you want to talk about, it doesn't have to be sports. It could be anything, politics, science, whatever any kind of anything you want to find on the internet today you can find it spoken word written word and so broadcasting now to me is wide open you don't have to go to a broadcasting school you don't have to have a journalism degree like i did or a, a political science degree and start off working overnights at a local news station you know you can do your thing get heard, put a tape together and then if somebody likes what you're doing You know, they'll contact you. That's what's going on right now. So people say, you know, it's harder than ever to move up the the food chain in radio and TV. And that may be true, but there's so many opportunities that are there that once you get your foot in the door, look at all the producers. For example, Nick Kale, who was one of my producers in Philly at 97.5 The Fanatic. Harry Mays and I were doing our show middays. Nick Kale was running the board. Then he was doing weekend updates. Then he moved his family down to Atlanta and did sports talk down there and got a job. Then he moved to Nashville and did sports talk there. And now his hometown, he just got hired to do the morning show at 12, 10 a.m., the 50,000 watt CBS station in Philadelphia. I mean, so you talk about moving up the food chain, but he did so because he wanted to get better. He started at the bottom. He was answering phones and he was running the board in a radio station. We've got we've got another guy, Trevor Harris. He was up in the 213 in Connecticut. He used to listen to the show. He moved down to Miami, got a job at, at the WQAM, which is a station that has the Miami Dolphins, and they got the Miami Heat. And so he's in there working the board. And now they give him an air shift every once in a while. So you look around radio and all the new young up-and-coming talent. These were people that went to work at radio stations making virtually nothing just to try to get their foot in the door and get an opportunity to, you know, work behind the scenes, get to know the talent, get to know the the operation, and then get a chance, like on a weekend, hey, you know what, somebody's not working today, how about you do a shift on the air? And you get on the air, and somebody hears you, and then before you know it, if you're impressive enough, and they, they think that you got what it takes, you'll move up the food chain. So all of the guys at WFAN that you hear now on networks doing radio, TV, broadcasting, they all started out as update guys. So you don't start at the top and you don't have to wait 30 years to move your way up the food chain. But I think for men, women, minorities, no matter who you are, if you've got something to say and you're pretty good, you know, you're, you can make it in this business. You're not going to become a millionaire. There's not going to be any more million-dollar morning show guys. That that time has come and gone. But if you want to have a career like I did, you know, you just you decide this is what you want to do, and then you just go after it
0: no good sound advice and hopefully they only end up getting the an answer there and by the way I as i was talking about mike there to the duncan dad he he chimes in here tony on the uh, on the banner side he says uh dd here let's go so good to see mike here uh on with us tonight obviously tony's here and and by the way so now that that the uh, duncan dad is here i can see anthony bleak uh in the, in the background there as well but uh we between tony and myself we wanted to break the news to everybody um so we decided to buy WKRP in Cincinnati and bring it back. And we're gonna call it the Tony Bruno show via Broad Street South. And we're just gonna change the initials a couple, you know, a little bit and, and run the station from there. But uh, Tony, how's that sound to you?
3: Good. Could I be who am I? Dr. Johnny Fever am I not I don't want to be the sales guy. No, you I don't be... want to be the Weasel sales guy. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, can... you can be I Dr. want to be <laughs> Les Nessman. <laughs> I'll drop the turkeys all over, all over Sarasota. I'll come down and bring my helicopter and see if turkeys can fly. Oh,
0: that would, that
4: would no. work. You know, oh, man. So, I, think, I think Tony makes a great point in all of sports, though. We, we get so many interns that have gone on to, to social media jobs in the NBA or different places, and they come and they work for free, and they do dirt jobs to do anything for an opportunity to break in. Right. And that's how it's got to start. He's right, there's not gonna be some great interview that you do and you walk in and next thing you know, you're a million dollars in radio. But then all of these sport-related fields, if you're willing to grind, there's still, there's probably more opportunities to get. It's just how good are you to get this, right? And if you right. if you put exactly. in the work, if you do the extra podcast, go ahead. Well, no, he was but if you to do me. everything okay good I, I just think that that's 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 awesome advice because I get so many people that come in and they'll say well I can't do this for that well, what else do you have to do you need a resume we're gonna help you get that resume we'll if we can afford it we'll pay you but if we can't man do it the right way that's how you're gonna get your break and yeah that is the that's the edict that we've got these sports marketing people graduating and I'm just like there's not many... Get in where you can and build something, and and watch your opportunity fall in your lap.
0: Yeah, you're absolutely right, because you look at it, I mean, we started here two years ago on Broad Tree South, and we've been able to grow little by little, and obviously we, we've we been fortunate enough that we have people who listen to the show overseas, I mean, we have 18 countries, two more that we just added, so we got 20 countries overseas that listen to the show, we have people down in South America, all over the US, and and it's been fortunate because you, one is, you, you keep it as professional as you possibly can, number one, but you have fun along the way, but you also don't forget the people that helped you along the way as well. And, and I keep saying every single year, we hope to get to that next step and, and keep going from there. And and I'm not done yet just because you're 52 years old. And a lot of people say, well, now you're old. 52 is not old. 62 is not old. You have 83-year-olds that are sharp as a 21-year-old. So you're never old to try and, and get into something new. It's a sacrifice that you want to make and the time that you want to put in to see where your company can go. And Fuji knows this is my right-hand man that he knows it. You know, we're not done yet as far as growing, excelling doing what we need to do to finally get out there in front of everybody. And, and we've invited people. We've had more no's and we've had yes. We had, you know, we've we've been fortunate to have Tony with us now for, you know, our, our fifth turnaround with, with Tony. And every single time, it's always a lot of fun every time we have Tony on. But you don't give up because you don't know where that next break is going to be. I've been very fortunate, as I told you before, David, with, with being with the Titans and then meeting you guys and be able to, to share my experience and, and put stuff out there on social media – I don't know what you know where the next move could end up being with a TBL, you know. So it's it is getting in somewhere, finding a you yep. know what's good for you, making sure you put a good product together, make sure everything looks good. More importantly, your sound more than anything else. But making sure you can do all the good things as much as you possibly can to work hard. And Tony said it right as well. You're not trying to be the next Tony Bruno. You need to be you and figure out what's going to make you happy, what's going to make you work, what's going to make you sacrifice. Because Lord knows. Three thirty in the morning starts around here and I'm in the studio head off to work about, I don't know, seven forty five in the morning. Get back here about five thirty six o'clock at night. Quick dinner with my lovely girlfriend. Start it all over again. Come back in the studio. Keep it going. Promos this and the other. reach out to people just like Fuji does as well. So it never stops and it won't stop until I'm finally happy to where everyone needs to be. Not me where everyone needs to be because there is no I and team, as, as dumb as it may sound for a lot of people, but it's absolutely true. So I'm, I'm very fortunate for you, David, in, in having the opportunity with the TBL. I'm fortunate also with Tony because Tony, for the many years he's been on radio and listening to him and, and everything that he's done, it all comes around full circle. So even who even knew on a night like this that we have two great ambassadors on with us and, you know, Fuji obviously always ends up bringing the energy. I, I love the man of death. He knows it because it's been a blessing for me to be with him from the very beginning. Dylan, not so much. He's trying to grow that Chia <laughs> oh, Pet thing no. that he has. But no. <laughs> Is, it Dylan, the Blue J- Is it the Blue Jays hat? Is that what's doing? No, it's right? that Chia Pet thing you're trying to grow that no, but, looks somewhat like, like a. But, you, you know,
1: i a secret. Yeah. We're,
0: we're going to need to develop
4: our own podcast network pretty quick. Cool and we're going to need personalities to manage something that's weekly that's tbl branded as, as good as you are ultimately i just walked out of the door and she's, she's giving me an, an, an ugly look that's not very happy she already thought of it but that's something that that, that is going to be something that could be really big we're broadcast to 146 countries on our live streaming, so it wow. can be on our live stream network. there's so many things that we can do and It's professional. The more professional we are, the more value we have.
3: Whether Tony ever gets
4: to a game or not, ultimately, this is a guy that wakes up every morning with something to do. I heard before we got on the different shows he's on and the different things he's doing. Even down in Naples, decimated with Hurricane, he's figuring out a way to still be active and active and and honoring his commitment to you as everyone else, which is impressive. But as we get better... We'll we'll stand out. We'll we'll look at the quality of our branding and they'll go, whether they ever saw a game or not, that looks like a real legit And you guys will be a part of that because of your faithfulness and the way you grind it. I watch you every day on Twitter, and I'm like, these guys give us more love than anybody. And I appreciate that because we are trying to do something, and when you recognize it, it makes all the difference in the world. So my wife will be in touch with you shortly. She'll be mad at me tonight. (laughs) <laughs>
1: should,
0: be, should be talking to you guys. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, uh, hello, Evelyn. <laughs> Don't be too upset, but no. I hear you. And, and no, Believe me, Dave, I, I do appreciate it. And, Sean, I know you've been cutting in and out. I know you had a question for Tony. So before you cut out again, please ask your question. With this uh, Houston Philly season, uh how far do you see the uh, series
3: going? And uh, do you think of any key free agents they'll be addressing uh, in the season? You're breaking up a little bit. I don't know about free agents. I mean, obviously, you know, Aaron Judge, but Aaron Judge isn't going anywhere. I mean, if the Yankees don't sign him, they should just shut down. They should just bulldoze Yankee Stadium. I mean, right. they've got him. I don't know <laughs> if the Yankees make a managerial move because the fans are all over, Uh, you know, Brett Boone now, Aaron Boone, whoever one of the Boone brothers. I knew their dad. I knew I knew the Boone kids when they were little kids and they would come to the Phillies when, when their dad, Bob Boone, was the catcher. Bob. And they would hang out in the yeah. dugout. So the Aaron Boone and Brett, You know, they were they were down there in the Phillies organization. They weren't in the organization. They were with their dad on the field uh, early in their in their lives as kids. And so, you know, the bottom line is the Phillies, you know, they'll make some moves. You know, even if they don't win the World Series, I don't think they'll stand pat. I think you'll find free agents who want to play here because the Philly operation is legit. They have a good manager. They've got good players. And so that's what happens. Players want to play. Where their good teams are. It's like the NBA. The NBA players want to play for good franchises with good players around them. And you know, and unfortunately, not every team has all good players. Not all teams can get a superstar. And so that's why some smaller markets have to overpay for guys to go there. And it's usually guys who won championships. So that's what goes on. And that's why I think, you know, young players in the basketball league and in the G League, these are the guys that are looking for their chance to to take the step up. And a lot of them make that. Not everybody's gonna do it, but I think the Phillies are in a good spot right now. They're not old. You know, I mean, they don't have a lot of old, broken-down players. So I think they'll be able to, with, with the organization in place and an owner who, you know, who wants to spend not crazy money like he did last year, but smart money with good people around him. you know, this team should be able to keep it together. Brett, remember, uh, Bryce Harper's only 30 years old. Right. right in the prime of his career right now. So mm-hmm. he's got a good five, six, seven years mm-hmm. to, at least
0: no that he does well listen uh, as we're wrapping up the show here tony first of all thank you once again for joining us and, and next time you know what we have to do tony next time maybe we have to do a western union maybe that, that's how we'll get everything going and, and get everything fired back up but uh either way hopefully we'll get the video fixed uh for the next time but listen thank you once again for coming on we hope that miss robin has a safe return back home um and more importantly please let everyone know exactly where they can find you
3: Well, we're live on Friday. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, Friday night, there's a lot of sports on. The World Series game will be on Friday night, game one. But the good thing about the show, if you can't join us live, we do it at 7 o'clock Eastern time every Friday night on at No Filter Net. And No Filter, you don't have to pay, but you have to sign in. They're not going to take credit cards or any of that stuff. So you sign in, you become part of the show. And then when we go live, you not only come in and there's a chat room going live, but if you want to chime in on the show, there's a little knocker room. And there's like a little fist on it and you hit that and then we'll bring you on the air and you're on the show as well. So it's fully interactive. Mm-hmm. We have you know, regulars who join us every week. We have new people every week. So go to at no filter net and then look up Tony Bruno show. And then if you don't hear the show live, it's podcast everywhere. You can get a podcast anywhere on Earth. So that's the fun part of doing it. Mm-hmm. You know, we do whatever we want. We don't have to worry about somebody standing over our shoulders and telling us what to talk about, you know, and after doing this for 50 years, I don't, you know, I always respected my bosses. I never had problems, but it's gotten to the point now where, you know what, I've done all the over the air radio stuff. I've embraced digital. I've been into the digital formats for a long time. I've been doing podcasts and all these other different uh, things, video games. So I'm not one of these old guys who's 70. Who says, ah, that's all I know. I don't want to do all that stuff. If you don't change with the times and don't embrace technology and how the business and the world has changed, you're going to be left behind. So I'm not going to mm-hmm. do this until I die, because I don't know when I'm going to die. But I still have the energy. I still love doing it. I love interacting with people. I love meeting people. And so I keep doing it. And it's a fun show. We have a lot of fun. We talk about everything. And I hope people will, will tune in and check it out. Even if you can't get it live, get it on the podcast, Apple, Spotify, everywhere. Everywhere you can get a podcast, you'll find Tony Bruno show.
0: Well, Tony, I hope that uh, when when you guys get the opportunity, I know you're building that that uh, that new mansion down there in, in your neck of the woods. But hopefully one weekend you guys need a getaway. Of course, the house is always open to you and Miss Robin.
3: Absolutely. I need to play some golf, too. And now that the weather's going to be now that now that it's going to be. Well, it's, it's always nice in Florida, but now that it's not 100 degrees and high humidity, <laughs> this is going to be prime season. It Prime is. season for the next few months, baby.
0: Well, you already know there's going.
3: Angel,
2: angel, I was gonna, I was gonna say too. One other thing is, he could as he's going upstate towards your place, he could stop by the Dunedin Blue Jays Stadium and and check us out at the Dunedin Blue Jays Stadium. Mm-hmm. So, I love
3: Dunedin. I love you, no, I love, you know, Robin. And I've been to Florida so many times. I've been to all the spring training facilities down here in yep. Cape mm-hmm. Coral, right across the way. You got Fort Myers, Red Sox. I mean, you know, Florida is where t- base spring training baseball has always been I know there's a yeah. there's a there's a cactus league too but the amazing facilities down here in Florida and this is why everybody comes down here for for spring training you know it's awesome from Clearwater to Dunedin you know to Plant City and all these other places it's just awesome
0: no, it is. You're absolutely right. And also thank you to David Magley who joined us here this evening again, after taking the whirlwind tour of combine after combine after visitation, after Canada, after everywhere, David, I don't, I don't know where you're heading next, but I know it, you know, thank you for taking at least an hour out of your time tonight to somewhat relax, be with us more importantly. And as well, thank you for again, what you and Evelyn do for the basketball league and let everyone know as well what you and the league do before we sign off here.
4: Well, I just want to again acknowledge Tony for being on the show. I may have a new hero because I'm only 62, but I, I, I'm blessed because I wake up every morning with a purpose, with something to do. And I'm around people that are older than me that are just going, I, there's nothing left to do. It's not fun. My, my retirement plan is death or Walmart. I'm gonna be doing something all the time. I'm probably greeting people at Walmart saying, Let me tell you about when I played against Michael Jordan. And they're gonna be like, I just want some baby powder. Leave me alone, please. No, 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 let me tell you the story. Because I wanna I wanna be relevant the rest of my days. And and that's just that's the blessing. We're we will have fifty teams this year, fifty in the US, three in Canada. Season will start and 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 um and play in the We'll play the NBL Canada series as well. Uh, well, The season will start in, in in March. A few more combines left to try to find guys. Our national draft combine, we'll see 150 both days in February 4th and 5th in, in Indianapolis. And we're going to see a lot of guys get a lot of opportunities. We're stepping up our level on our, on our live streaming to have the highest quality ever. Some great new owners have come in. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. So follow us on thebasketballleague.net. Uh, follow us on all of our social media platforms, whether it's Instagram, where it's T Basketball League, Twitter, where it's TBL Pro League, or on Facebook, where it's the Basketball League. Clearly, we were too social media savvy <laughs> when we got three <laughs> different names, and we started this six years ago. But who knew we'd be at this, this large this fast? So yeah. it's been a great blessing. And thanks for and, and you guys being a part of our league is a big deal. Thank you guys so much.
0: You welcome. Thank Thank you, You're welcome.
4: to you, You're welcome.
0: No problem whatsoever. And uh, don't forget on Thursday night, we'll be back here at eight o'clock with former Texas Ranger, Kevin Mench will be on with us on Thursday. Also Mike, the Duncan dad will be also with us on Thursday night as well. So we thank everyone for tuning in once again. Thank you for liking and subscribing to the show. Don't forget to tell your friends and share it. And don't forget to also download the audio as we are represented in so many different countries that we do appreciate the love and support. And as always, the last man that has a word on the show Fuji take us out
1: Go birds and go, go Jays. Bills
0: Yeah man <laughs>